Your life experience, good or bad, is a gift when you share it with others. At Taxi Chronicles, we allow real riders with real stories to share their gift. So hopefully this episode will intrigue, enhance or inspire you. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe. Morning, morning, morning. Yes, we're back with another rider, another episode. Today we're honoured to have a, a youngish guy and he's um, a football scout. So for all those parents who want their kids to be the next Ian Wright, David Beckham or what have you, I don't know about football rules today, listen in. So nice to have you here today, mate. You've got that. Ah, uh, you're right. <laughs> okay, so tell us, how did you get into the industry? Um, so luckily, I got a, a I'll say my break, I got a job working at Crystal Palace um, as a kit man so um, yeah as a kit man yeah Um, the person that was the head kit man there literally offered me the job and I said yeah straight away so I was kind of sorting out the kit for the academy for a year or so and um, moved me up to the first team for a little bit then um, the person that got me the job as a kit man he got me the job working in uh, for the football agency as well so I kind of it's you know what people say it's who you know not what you know so I kind of got my my break with two how would I put it with two lucky breaks you could say really but yeah okay that's great so how long have you been in the business and what have you learned from that business that you wish you knew when you started uh I'd say maybe two and a half years now but um and something I would say that I learned there's a lot of selfish people. <laughs> That's in every yeah, every business. But I thought, I thought, you know, with football, it's like a, it's, it's a sport, it's a passion. You know, you think people would be a bit more lenient with things, but yeah, no, I've learned that even people that you knew before you started working in football, there's a lot of people that are selfish and want to do things for themselves that aren't for the greater good of, let's say, the team or or a client or things like that. So yeah, I'll say, I'll say that, I'll say. It's a bit more cutthroat than I thought it would be. When you're scouting for football players, what are you looking for? Uh, main thing, the f- main thing that hits you straight away is obviously ability. So it depends on what position. So if you've got a winger who's rapid and he's beating his fullback and he's got a, a trick or two here or there, then you've also got to do things like, which is a bit harder, like background checks on, and you know what the kid's personality is like because a kid can be amazing, but if his attitude's terrible or he's punctuation's poor or he doesn't really care that, about football like that then there's no coach is going to want to coach him do you know what I mean he's not going to be coachable so you've got to do mainly ability then you've got to do your background checks and and the, the smaller things the smaller finer deals I think so it's not about transformation where you take a kid who who's not really he's good at sport but he's not really that focused that you introduce why he should be because you know you see a lot of movies and things like that where they've taken someone and they've put in that extra work and it's yeah I think uh, where where I come in is a bit more a bit more to the to the end of not not even to the end but just where they're at that maybe elite level where they, they probably play in an academy or or even on a Sunday because you know there's like like you said you said at the beginning Ian Wright he went from literally a park to playing professional football so it's just about whatever level you're at the ability and I feel like even if you're not at that that point you want to be at if you like you just said if you put in the practice and mm-hmm. put in a lot of hard work 
then you go because in football there's a there's from I think grassroots kids that play football only zero point zero zero six get a contract I think a professional contract so <laughs> the chances of being a footballer slim and everyone wants to be a footballer so you've got to work really really hard with the talent so it's it's a uh, it's it's tough to get there but. Once you're there, you've got to work hard to keep it as well. Yeah, yeah. They say getting to the top isn't the hardest thing. It's, it's staying, exactly, yeah. So, Where does a scout normally go to find talent? Uh, mainly mainly games. So if, if you get, well, however you get to the games, you get to, don't know, whatever game you want to go to, let's say Palace versus Charlton, under 18s, you watch, you have a look, you kind of see who's who. Uh, mainly me I look for who's unattached I don't want to touch anyone's players and cause a rift and things like that so yeah you mainly, just mainly games or I don't know I could hear from someone and someone would be like oh go and look at John Smith at so and so he's really good so if I trust their opinion I'll go and listen, look at John Smith playing anywhere but mainly mainly matches and, and certain level matches but obviously if any, someone recommends a player to you you're going you're gonna to go and have a look so there's two things you said there. One about training and other people's toes. And, and two, the fact that you're going to other leagues, you're not, it's like you're not going to the park and seeing people play or anything. Not, like yeah. the league or whatever. You're just looking straight at people who are somewhat established. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I have, like I said, you can, listen, like, there's loads of, talented players playing everywhere some players don't make it for some reason or some players just never have the chance to play at academy level so if I do like a PE teacher in a school in, in Sutton could be like to me go and watch John Smith he's he's playing here and here he's quality just hasn't had that breakthrough mm. I'll go and have a look at John Smith so and so and kind of give him my opinion uh, over that that 90 minutes or go and watch him a few times so yeah it's it's mainly established not established but kids that are in the in the system but I do go and watch Saturdays and the Sundays as well is there like you've been doing it for two two years plus was it hard to build up your network and do you have yeah. a strong network now do you have to have a strong network I would say um, I would say the sort of people that I've worked in the company they're, they're really cool so they helped me out a lot but building up your own network is, is 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 difficult. If you, so obviously, like I said, I worked in as a kit man before. I know a lot of footballers, but they still see me as a kit man. They don't see me as a as an actual yeah. as, as someone that can help them in football. So the transition period was 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 tough. So you have to you have to show people that you're you're, you're good at your job, and because it's their lives at the end of the day. Do you know what I mean, you're you're helping them with their with their football and stuff like that. So you got to show them that you're good at your job. You know what you're doing and and um, yes, yeah, getting there, like I said earlier, it's a bit selfish. So someone at point A doesn't want to help someone at point B, but if they both work together, they could get to the, do you know what I mean, to the end goal. Do you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. it's a bit here and there. But there's, I've met some lovely people that that help out and that want to just, you know, maybe get to the, the greater good for a player or or a club or something like that. But some people are not interested. But it's it's up to them really. No one's begging anyone to to to, to, to work together. But yeah, I'd say it's, it's it was a bit of a struggle. But yeah, you got you got to do it. You've got to put the hours in. Just like football, you've got to mm -hmm. ring the clubs up, ring the managers up, and and make a name for yourself. Really, isn't it? So mm -hmm. yeah. The analogy about um, I heard on social media about Usain Bolt. He runs he runs his the hundred meters in nine seconds something. Yeah. And but when he does a relay with his other three, four hundred meters, 
that actually, if you divide up the time that they do it in the fastest time, yeah, they've actually done it less than point thirty seven seconds. Yeah. So and it shows that how running as a team you can be more efficient than running exactly, on exactly. So you, that might come in yeah. as a good analogy for when you're trying to convince um, someone to, to yeah, yeah, exactly. To no, you're right. You're thing. right. What's what? What's going to say? What's the impact you want to have in the world? Well, that's a, that's a good question. I've actually never. Do you know what? I feel like if I if I reach the crazy insane goals of like being a obviously one day I want to be an agent and a top one. Hopefully I could, maybe I grew up in Clapham, so, and now loads of kids now don't really play football like they did before, like on the, on the, in the, in the pitch or in the park, everyone's really playing indoors. There's not a lot of youth clubs like there used to be. Everything gets shut down. So hopefully, hopefully, (laughs) hopefully, um, kind of bringing back sports to like communities, especially communities that kind of need it, you would say, like, um, how would I put it? Just maybe yeah, communities like just, just that need sports to kind of to thrive because there's a lot of talent in these areas like let's say Clapham, Brixton, Peckham, things like that. But because they haven't got the same resources as some areas or the same exposure, the talent won't won't be seen. Do you know what I mean? There's mm-hmm. there's loads of kids that like for example, there's kids that are amazing at football, mm-hmm. but their mum's working two jobs, so she can't take them to football. So the talents, I wouldn't say it's getting wasted, but it's not developing like it should. Mm. But someone else, somewhere else, mm. his mum and dad are obviously well off. And it's not it's not a bad thing, but his mum and dad are well off. He can get extra football lessons and go coaching here and there. So I'd probably want to try to get sports more accessible to mm. everyone and to a high level as well. But that's that's like a, that's a dream. <laughs> You've been a great guest. Where Cheers. can people find you? Uh, I've put my, my, my social media and stuff like that, yeah? Yeah. yeah well, my at is on like I said, Instagram is Daryl Siao. So it's at D-A-R-R-Y-L-S-I-A-W. And uh, it's the same on Instagram. I mean, no, same on Twitter as well. D-A-R-R-Y-L-S-I-A-W. And the last thing is, is an agent, is what you do, is it a job for life, you would say? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think if you if you do well in it, my my specific job role now is head of recruitment in South England. So that's what I'm doing now. I'm trying to lead up to be a get my experience to be an agent to be a good agent. Uh, but yeah, I think it's definitely a job for life if you have the right connections and if you work hard. And obviously, if you see what some agents get from deals. They you can some some people are getting ten twenty million. So <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, yeah th- those are the big boys though. <laughs> well, thanks a lot. No worries, man. No worries. And we pleasure. wish you well. Thank you, man. We hope you like that Taxi Chronicles interview. Don't forget to share and subscribe to get the latest episode. Ever considered investing in the continent with the fastest growing economies and population on Earth? The same continent that holds 30% of the world's known natural resources. Listen to our sister podcast, Africa Investor Stories, where you hear real investors with real stories from around the world share their experience of investing in Africa. We post Monday and Thursday at 10am British Standard Time.